Welcome to Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Kaisecki. Now, Inside Muskegon. Welcome to Inside Muskegon. This is episode number nine. I'm Jason Paisecki. The Inside Muskegon podcast is a weekly show featuring interviews with community leaders and comments from everyday people from Muskegon, Michigan. The goal of the podcast is to engage Muskegonites in a dialogue about the issues that affect our everyday lives. This week's show features an interview with Pat Strum, commentary on the interview, listener feedback, and information on contacting Inside Muskegon. Well, in this episode, Inside Muskegon ventures out of downtown and into Fruitport Township. Our interview this week, as I said, is with Pat Strum, who is a marketing director at the Lakes Mall. I'm here with Pat Strum, the marketing director at the Lakes Mall. Thank you for taking the time out with Inside Muskegon today. You are more than welcome. Thank you. Why don't we start out by having you tell us a little bit about the Lakes Mall? Sure, I'd be happy to. The Lakes Mall is opened in August of 2001. It is a 593,000-square-foot regional shopping center with three anchors, JCPenney, Sears, and Yonkers. And we also have two what we call mini anchors, and that would be Bed Bath & Beyond and Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, the mall includes a food court and 65 inla- inline stores, retailers, there are eight permanent kiosks and 12 what we call RMUs, which are the retail merchandising units, small carts that we can move around throughout the mall. Great. Now, what made uh, CBL and Associates Properties decide that Muskegon was a market they wanted to develop in? Although I was not with CBL when this mall was under construction, my understanding, they had previously acquired three other malls in Michigan, um, the Lansing area, Midland, and also in um, Saginaw. And it was through the due diligence in acquiring those projects that they were studying more about Michigan. And the Muskegon, West Michigan area came up on a radar screen as being underserved as far as the retail industry. So that's when they started really digging into what kind of land was available and so on, and uh, the rest is history. How instrumental do you feel the local governments were, in particular Norton Shores and Fruitport, in the success of this whole uh, Sternberg-Harvey area? It certainly appears, from a layman's point of view, that they are working very well together and they have obviously no choice. The dividing line is Harvey Street. So on the west side of Harvey is Norton Shores. On the east side of Harvey is Fruitport Township. The mall, as well as the new mire that's under construction, is all part of Fruitport Township. And I think with any development, it is extremely important early, early on that the developer really um, partner with the the township or whatever the governmental unit is, because um, they can they can either slow you down or speed you up, and just it it just takes care of getting rid of a lot of red tape at times. Obviously, there are lots of restrictions and and procedures, but having a good relationship with the governmental units is certainly in your favor. Yes, for sure. Yes. Now it seems like uh, well, it, there there definitely has been an explosion of business in this area recently, particularly. Uh, particularly uh, Sternberg and Harvey Street. 
Uh, does that ever surprise you at all? Um, I was thinking about this question, and it's very interesting because I was with Horizon Group years ago for 11 years, and it was Horizon Group that actually developed Lakeshore Marketplace where um, Toys R Us is and Hobby Lobby and so on. And that was a very exciting time, but as you recall, if you're from the Muskegon area, that was kind of the end of the development for a very long time. After that property was completed, the focus shifted actually to East Sherman, and the development started down up up there, I should say. It's north of here. So I think it was, you know, at the point that the land use that was available on East Sherman became saturated, they really were pretty well landlocked between industrial park and highway and so on. Uh, it's At the point that that became saturated, the focus shifted back here, CBL came along, they built this mall, and the rest is, you know, you're right, it is just exploding with lots of different types of businesses. And I think um, in the development of this area, it seems to be taking taking a pretty traditional process where first there's the retail, then all of a sudden you see residential popping up, some of the condominiums and the apartment complexes and single-family dwellings. Now you're seeing, and the next phase, which we're already seeing happening, is more the professional buildings, such as the Hackley Hackley Hospitals Project on Harvey, the new hospice facility on on, um, Mount Garfield, and a number of other professional offices. So it's really making the transition. It's entering what I call the third phase. Now, with all this growth, sometimes there, you know, do come issues and challenges. And, you know, one in particular is the the traffic issue that's developing out here. And it's not like any, you know, your bigger cities, your metropolitan areas. But, you know, if you do come out here during the holidays, you do actually run into some traffic in Muskegon, which, I mean, might just amaze some people, but it really is happening around here. Are you working with some of the uh, local governments or communities or planners to resolve some of those issues? Um, yes, and I think they they started out quite a while ago on the right um, with the right step by putting in the type of traffic signals that offer the cameras so that when you're it's it's really interesting when you come out here to the mall area in the early morning hours um, and then later on in the day, those traffic signals are actually designed to um, change signal when needed based on the traffic. So the camera is actually monitoring how many cars are lined up before it will change. Sometimes you can sit there for a long time if you're the only car that's there. That would be early morning. The rest of the time, it will change on a more regular basis in all directions. So certainly that was the very first step in a very welcomed um, welcomed technology for this area. I think they have, and you'll notice as the development has taken place, periodically you'll see the, um, the I don't know what they're called, but these the monitors across the road that monitor the number of cars and so on. And with that have come numerous other traffic signals. The traffic signal at Menards, the traffic signal that is now over at Mc, the McDonald's entrance, which would be the north entrance of the mall. Um, so those types of things, they're really monitoring it on a regular basis. And I'm not sure if that's being done by Norton Shores, Fruitport Township, the state of Michigan, or the county, or a combination. But that seems to be doing very well. And I think also with 
a good relationship that we have with the Fruitport Police Department, when there are issues, you know, they, they are right here. They're very close and very accommodating. Yeah, it's definitely important to have that support from the local communities. Yes. Now, the Lakes Mall has obviously been a huge success for CBL. Has CBL ever considered developing anything in downtown Muskegon? It's interesting that you asked that question. Um, I know for a fact that two of the development packages for downtown Muskegon have been delivered to CBL's corporate office. One of them was actually done by myself in person to uh, Mr. Stephen Lebovitz. Um, when I was attending a, a, our national conference back in April, Cindy Larson provided me with a package from the Chamber of Commerce on the downtown development. And it truly is my understanding that CBL at this point in time is not really involved in the downtown type developments. They really are a regional mall developer, some strip center development as well. But a downtown area, that's a very unique type project. So at this point, that really is not a focus for them, but I certainly can't speak to the future. Now, with that said, with with your experience with uh, with CBL and some of your past experience with Horizon Group in retail, in your opinion, what would it take for downtown Muskegon to succeed? Although I know it's going to take time and people need to be patient, I think the people that are really focusing on downtown development right now are totally on the right track. I see the downtown, it must be... Um, unique in the offerings to include, I think it needs to be mixed use. It needs to have residential. It needs to have um, some unique retail. I don't think traditional retail would actually work down in a downtown area. I think there are very um, special, I think specialty shops, more of the niche stores that are very unique. I think Lakeside has some uh, perfect examples of some of those types of stores right now. I think um, the professional buildings are are excellent, and also the the cultural activities. I you know it's just mat- a matter of opening up that waterfront and really maximizing the waterfront because that's the part that people are not used to seeing. Oh, I think those are some great suggestions, and hopefully the powers to be will take that to heart. I think I think they are. Everything I've read, it seems that you know we're heading in the right de- direction. It may not be going as fast as some people would like, but you know, it, it to be done right, it's got it's going to take time. Yep, for sure. I'm going to shift back a little bit to the uh, Lake Mall. Why is it important for Muskegon to have a mall like the Lake Mall? Well, I think first and foremost, um, it's good for the local economy. The general public are going to shop. That's, you know, that's not, that's kind of like brushing your teeth and combing your hair and you you shop. And the last thing we want um, is our residents to go to other counties or other areas to spend their money. We certainly want to keep as much uh, money here in the local, you know, in Muskegon area, the Muskegon County area. Um, so that would be the first and foremost is just to benefit the local economy. It adds jobs. So, you know, that's that's certainly part of it. I think also um, I think that um, with the additional focus on the tourism industry for West Michigan, 
when you are traveling, you're vacationing, you have a rainy day, you're camping, um, you know, the mall will provide certainly a perfect area for those people to go. It's kind of an entertainment venue for some people. Some people really consider shopping uh, entertainment, while the others think it's kind of a drudgery. But I think for people that are sitting out at Hoffmaster State Park or the other state parks or county parks in the area on a rainy day, the mall offers them an opportunity to, um, you know, get out of the hot sun maybe or, or get out of the rain. Very well put. What does the future hold for the Lakes Mall? Um, right now we have and have had since the mall was built, there is one parcel of land that is attached to the mall that was put through the original approval process that could be earmarked for a fourth anchor. There really has been no discussion at this point on that. So that land is still there. Um, We do have one out parcel next to Famous Dave's Barbecue that is still available. Um, Now, they are certainly working on, on at the corporate office on some of those things, but it's certainly not to the point where we even hear anything about it. It's just, you know, it's just part of the long term, long time plan for the, for the property. And of course, if you look around, especially to the east of us, there's still a lot of property available. So whether it's additional to the existing center or other developments um, by CBL or other developers, I think there are, there are certainly still lots of opportunity. All right, now on to our last question. You have one minute alone with a business considering locating at the Lakes Mall. Make your pitch to get that person out to the mall. Okay, this is an easy one. (laughs) First of all, CBL is the fourth largest owner and manager of regional malls in the country. They are well-respected and have a diverse tenant roster. Second reason would be the location, centrally located with ease of access. We have a large market area, 463,000 population, with a target area going as far north as Ludington and to um, northern Ottawa County. We have a balanced mix of national, regional, and local merchants. We have a strong merchandise mix with very few categories not represented at all. We have had consistent increases over the past four years in traffic and in sales, In 2005, our traffic counts were up 7%, and sales through November were up 4%. December's numbers haven't finalized yet. Um, A large developer also, like CBL, offers a variety of expertise at the corporate level, as well as 60 other malls that we can call upon to assist us at any time. So there really is a very positive reason to go with a a developer like CBL and especially the Lakes Mall in Muskegon. All right. Well, thank you very much, Pat. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you. The Lakes Mall is really the second big development to go out there in the Sternberg-Harvey Street area there on the border of Norton Shores and Fruitport Township. But I think that is really the pivotal one in the success and the explosion of development out there in that area. They have a great location to not only serve Muskegon customers, but those in Grand Haven and outlying areas. And those are the kind of things when people move into a community, you know, some people might say that they're 
you know, rubber stamp America cookie cutter, but that's really what people are looking for. And it's a great compliment to local shops and dining and things like that. And it's just, you know, fantastic that we have all that in Muskegon. The, the one thing that I really thought was kind of funny and I experienced it this Christmas when I was out there shopping and picking up a few things is, you know, they, they really do have some traffic issues out there and can around the holidays and when it gets really busy. But now I think one thing that she said was really kind of crucial. And if downtown Muskegon could take a cue is the cooperation between uh, Fruitport Township and the city of Norton Shores and the developers out there. You know, CBL chose to come into Muskegon and they're really a developer for these kind of regional shopping centers or malls, as most of us call them. And they're the kind of things that people look for when they move to an area. You know, it's some people might say, well, that's, you know, nothing that's unique to Muskegon. And it's really not. But, you know, when you get people moving in from communities, it's great that you have things like the Lakes Mall out there and the surrounding stores. So you don't have to be running to Grand Rapids or Holland or things like that when you want to go to some of those chains and those retailers. So I think it's fantastic that everything like that is out there and they're continuing to grow. And, you know, the just like I said, the explosion of things happening out there. It just, I was out there today again, and you see the things developing further down things like the mall. Now it's the, the other kind of stores out there, restaurants. And now you're seeing the professional buildings out there and people, people that are working out there in that area and there's housing. So it really is a great success story. And I think that the lakes mall was really pivotal in, in the success out there. So, um, you know, hats off to the Lakes Mall and CBL, and, you know, thank you for bringing your, your development to our area. And Pat, I also thought, offered some great advice for downtown Muskegon when I asked her, you know, if that was something that uh, CBL, which is, you know, as you, I'm sure, caught on the the Lakes Mall developer and the people that own them, you know, do you ever consider doing something like the Lakes Mall in downtown Muskegon? And what she said, I thought, was just excellent. You know, she, she uh, stated that, what she feels will make downtown successful, and I tend to agree with her, are the unique shops and restaurants and things like that that have kind of that local charm and, uh, you know, downtown feel and not necessarily the stuff that's out there near the Lakes Mall. So uh, that's excellent advice, and hopefully we'll start to see some things happen along those lines in downtown Muskegon. For more information on the Lakes Mall, visit their website at thelakesmall.com. All right, I'm going to move on now to some listener feedback, and I've been getting some great comments from the Tony Listman uh, Muskegon Fury interview. And, you know, one thing that really could probably be learned from that interview on top of, you know, Tony being a great guest is that it's the little things when you do things like podcasts and promote your business that make all the difference. Now, what Tony did is he posted a link on the homepage of FuryHockey.com to the podcast. And the day he did that, the uh, the listenership for the show went up uh, tenfold. So, you know, hats off to Tony. And obviously, he really knows how to market his business and his product in the Fury. And, um, you know, another another cool thing is once that once that story got on the front page of FuryHockey.com, it also got picked up in some hockey message boards and got, you know, a bunch of more downloads for the podcast and people commenting, you know, here's an interview with Tony Listman. Check it out. So, I think that's great, and it kind of um, is a perfect example of a term which is called the long tail, which basically means that something that doesn't have a lot of reach or uh, market market share like podcasts, you know, as compared to like radio and television, if it has a large enough distribution channel, they can, you know, you can really start to make some noise and reach a lot of people with it. So just by that simple thing that uh, Tony did on the Fury's website, posting that link, 
and not only got picked up by Fury fans, but also hockey fans all over the country. So uh, I thought that was really great. Keep up the good work there. And uh, everyone, you know, make sure you get down and check out a Fury game. Like I said, there were some great comments on the website from the Tony Listman interview. And I'm going to share with you one of them today. And this was just a fantastic comment posted on there. And it was from Mark in Grand Haven. And, you know, it's, it is a little bit long, but I wanted to share it all and encourage you to go to InsideMuskegon.com and kind of read this comment along with some of the other ones, which I think I'm going to share in some future episodes too, because there were so many good ones up there. But uh, what Mark says is, when my wife and I decided to return to the area after living eight years in Chicago, much hype was floating around Muskegon due to the Muskegon Mall redevelopment, Edison Landing development, Shoreline Drive extension, and the retail explosion occurring on Harvey Street, among others. While some of these projects have taken longer than hope to come to fruition, it must be remembered that Edison Landing was a heavily contaminated site and the Muskegon Mall occupied a large expanse of land and was expected to take years to develop. These issues are not unique to Muskegon. The mall site reminds me of Block 37 in Chicago, a city block in the heart of Chicago's central business district bounded by State, Randolph, Washington, and Dearborn Streets that sat vacant and underdeveloped for over 10 years and upon which development has recently begun. Chris Kelly, Tony Lissman, and you too, Jason, should be commended on your vision and efforts to spread the word about Muskegon and make the downtown a desirable place to live and work. By conducting your business operations in Muskegon, you and many other business owners are willing to take calculated risks for the betterments of the community when you could have easily located your businesses elsewhere. It is my hope that the community shows its appreciation by supporting those businesses that are making a difference to the downtown Muskegon redevelopment movement. Thank you so much, Mark. That is just a fantastic comment. I really appreciate your insight and you know your experience growing up in Muskegon and moving away, living in Chicago, and now coming back to the area in Grand Haven. I think you have a great perspective that everyone can definitely learn a lot from. So thank you very much. Really appreciate it. That brings us to the conclusion of Episode 9 of Inside Muskegon. For more information, visit our website at InsideMuskegon.com. Inside Muskegon is produced by Jeremy Sear. For Inside Muskegon, I'm Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at Jason at InsideMuskegon.com. This has been Inside Muskegon, the podcast featuring Jason Pisecki. Feedback is welcome at InsideMuskegon.com.